The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are in Palm Springs at the PSA, Public Speakers Association, and Tanya Hoffman has a really an amazing uh, group of speakers here and influencers, and if you want to go and see some of the photos that are being posted, these are great opportunities for you to connect with these really incredible people, and we had an event in Irvine, California just last week that was at the Speaking Empire, and big thanks to Dave Van Hoos and Dustin Matthews for bringing the Umbrella Syndicate in to help with the social media. Again, great opportunities for leaders to actually step up their game and get in front of an audience and change the world from the front of the room. So we were at this event, and we're moving back to D.C. next week, so I'll be doing a show finally back in D.C. Today's guest we have is Timothy R. Johnson, also known as the King of Cheap, and he has made such a, an amazing impression on my life and so many others. He actually teaches people how to accrue large amounts of money just by making other decisions of how they spend their money. And he has a website called The King of Cheap. And I met him at several events, so we'll just list some of the sponsors as a result of meeting Timothy R. Johnson there. One is the Marketer's Cruise, so thank you, Captain Lou Edwards, for creating the Marketer's Cruise because that was an opportunity for me to meet Tim at least a couple times. And then... A Bug-Free Mind, which Andrea Adams-Miller was kind enough to join us for, join us to that event, and Timothy R. Johnson, myself, and Lizette LaForge caused really a very powerful conversation to happen, and from that, I have had real uh, coaching at a level that I can tell you has not only made a difference in my life, but has made the difference in how successful I'm going to be with this. So, Tim, are, are you on the line? So Tim's going to be joining us any minute now. Uh, we'll just take a, a couple more minutes to discri- uh, tell a little more about Timothy Johnson. He actually is a, a very good real estate investor. He's invested in, I think it's 80 properties, and he's constantly on the phone helping people like uh, Clint Arthur building the Harvard Business uh, Expert Forum. And the Harvard Business Expert Forum, Forum is happening at the end of July. So if you're interested in getting on stage and having the social proof that you're doing big things in life, you are welcome to call either Timothy R. Johnson or myself, and we can get you the information you need so that you can join in the fun of 100 speakers and movers and shakers that are also really shaping the world. All right, so we are going to bring Tim on right now. Hey, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? 
good. I, I'm sorry you couldn't hear all the gloating and, and praise that I gave you uh, for the first five or six minutes, but I did want to say a couple things, I guess reiterate a couple things, because you know what a difference you make for so many people. I, I know Andrea, Lizette, and myself are three projects of many that you're helping really change how successful we are, and you're doing it on really the, the best possible way you can, which is one, out of love, but two, just dealing with the simplicity of are you valuable? Do you care about the people that you love? And helping people really be confident about the conversion. So I wanted to acknowledge you on the air and just say that you have been one of the biggest differences in my life and certainly in my life and business. So thank you so much for the stand you take for me and the other people that need help with converting and, and being the value that they should be. Not a problem, bro. Anytime. So I was sharing that we, we've met each other at Bug Free Mind and Marketers Cruise. How, how many other events do did we uh, bump into each other or do you go to? Oh, probably 10 or 15 I've bumped to. You know, Dave's Mastermind, you know, Speaking Empire, you know, just uh, Bug Free was another one. I, You know, I've seen you at a bunch of different ones. But generally, I'm quiet. Remember I say in the back of the room? <laughs> yes, you do. And for that reason, it, it took me longer to really connect with you and get to know you. And it really it says a lot about the gift that someone is the more you uh, bump into them and, and spend time with them. So had I just gone to three events or seven events, or in this case, even 10 events, I wouldn't have gotten to know the power and the amazing uh, talent and skill sets you have. And anybody that is looking for coaching, uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but <laughs> he, he is the best. And I know that that's not the business you're in. You're in the business of really making abundance happen and helping people with big projects. I was sharing that you uh, have helped Clint Arthur really build up the Harvard Forum, Business Forum, and we have a pretty full event now. Yeah, we're up to 106 right now. We have, I think we have spaces for two more, or three more. I have to ask him exactly. Yeah, so he brought me on about a month ago. Uh, you know, we sold a lot of the Harvards. We sold, uh, you know, we sold the sponsorships. You know, I think it just, uh, people get in their own way, right, brother? I mean, if, if you, you know, I always ask you questions. How does your message really change the world? And are your kids worthy of being successful? You know, we we always want better for our kids, but we've almost, you know, it's almost self-sabotaging because we forgot to teach our kids really that to be problem solvers instead of creating problems. You know, it's just something different. You know, I told you how I grew up. You know what I mean? It's just you either did or didn't. You know, I always make funny analogies and people make sense, but I've never seen anybody try to have sex. But obviously, you know what I mean? They try to do everything else. It was very enjoyable seeing you speak at uh, Above Free Mind because you have probably the most amazing story. And from, I guess, the underdog standpoint, you've overcome it all. And if you'd like to share any part of that story on uh, no, the air. My dad was executed on death row on national TV. You know what I mean? He's, uh, <clears throat> you know, he killed six people in a steakhouse family on Christmas Eve. You know, I was a lot of things happened in life. Uh, you know, I was in foster homes and, you know, a lot of crazy stuff. I was raped, you know what I mean? One of my friends shot his dad in the face, you know what I mean? Ended up joining the carnivals with my uncle for a while. You know, learned a lot about the sales process, just going out and doing crazy things. And, you know, the the differences in life, you know, it says that I've lived one, you know, a lot of people come up to me and tell me all the time, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I said, I'm not sure why you're sorry for it. Because in life, like anything, it's a gift, you're right? I've been able to change a lot of people's lives because I just don't, when they try to give me the, how, how harsh their story is, 
you know, I have one. You know, so I just, you can either choose to be successful or you can decide, you know. I, I, did, I choose to be because there's no excuse. Usually people, when somebody decides something, they generally have a but or and or, you know, if this would happen, I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, and Tony to me, Robbins, that just... Do what? Tony Robbins gave an example of uh, a circumstance that happened to two people that were quite identical. They were two soldiers, and they both got... Uh, they both got wounded in battle, and they both lost, uh, I believe, both their legs. And one became this super successful person because they didn't let it hold them back, and they really looked at how lucky they were to still be alive after the battle. And the other person uh, succumbed to uh, addictions and really having a miserable life because they felt like once their legs were taken away from them, they didn't have a life. And You know, I... I, I I've always, I've, I like Tony Robbins. I like, you know, like uh, Brian Tracy, like Mark Victor Hansen. You know, a lot of these guys have just become what they wanted. But, you know, one of the best things I think I said is I got with Davin Michaels, I got to take a trip to the Philippines. And people just don't get it. If you've never done any missions work, you've never seen any other part of the world. We live in the 90th percentile, you know, so I don't care. I could have lived the worst life in the United States, and I would still be in the 90th percentile. So I'm not sure... You know, kids are starving. Some people have to walk seven miles for a glass of water. You know, it's it's different. I mean, if you if it depends on your outlook in life. I mean, you can either be successful or just choose to keep making excuses. And, you know, at this point in life, I don't choose to make excuses. I just want to go on and be successful. You know, I, th- well, I think... Uh, six, go ahead. I was going to say that, uh, that with regard to excuses, it's harsh, but excuses are for losers. It just doesn't... Ever get you reading? Well, I wouldn't say excuses are for losers. I think it's, it's taught. You know, a lot of what we learn in school is, you know what I mean? We're not taught the, the simple things that we used to be taught. You know what I mean? It was, you know, we have video games, we have all this, we have uh, great high, eye and hand coordination, but the thing is, they're not outside it. They, you know, they're not out playing, they're not out scraping themselves, they're not out, you know, playing in the mud like you used to. I mean, we see a lot more sickness now, we see a lot more stuff and, and instead of just going to get it fixed you know i like the seven p's i told you before pre-preliminary planning prevents piss poor performance you know if, mm. if you if you go out in life and you prepare for what's going on i mean you budget you do the different things i mean you know it's almost like budgeting something if you know how much money you need a month people wait to the last minute if you know 30 days in advance what you have to have you can take an exercise job here you can you can make phone calls for salespeople. You know, go after somebody that's way better at it than you. You know, people say that I'm really, really successful. It's not that I'm successful. I just have 3,000 years experience on my phone that makes me successful. You know, because I find that who the best at it, what they are, and if I need something, I go ask them. You know, I've been able to go, up, do it. I was just going to ask when you were growing up, and was there, uh, I'm guessing that some people, when they saw your circumstances, didn't exactly believe in you. They did what? Did, did, they, did you have teachers that believed in you? Did you have teachers that uh, made it more difficult to because they didn't believe in you? No, I had, I had all the above. I mean, I had all the crazy stuff that happens in life I had. You know, it didn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? It was just something different that we had to do, and you either do or don't. You know what I mean? If, we, if somebody well, you really were, wants something, they'll go get it. Exactly. When, some, uh, when uh, somebody tells me they want to be successful, 
but all they do is sit down and tell me for, for 45 minutes, this, they can't do it because of this, they can't do it because of this. And I go, well, tell me three reasons why you can do it. Same conversation I had with you. I'm like, listen, remember, I simple question I asked you, are your kids worth you asking for money? Right. You know, you change the conversation, you change the approach, you change the outcome. Who was one of the first people that believed in you? Do what? One of the first people? Um, 17. My foster parents, but, you know, again, I had some crazy stuff going on there. My sister was pregnant at 13. I decided to move in with a friend at 15. You know, the difference is it's a school of hard knocks. I mean, one of my very first mentors was Ron Rogers. He lives in Pennsylvania, you know. Told me I asked him 5,000 questions, but I'm his most successful student today. You know what I mean? I mean, you're laughing. It's not that I don't make mistakes. I hit a ga- The reason I was five minutes late, I hit a gas main when estimated. You know, I mean, that's a five hundred dollar mistake. But you know, what I mean, I can I can either have you know the guys out here within fifteen minutes got it fixed and we got it hooked up. What were some of the books? Uh, I'm I'm very interested in the transition of your circumstances to the the expectation you had to actually excel and, and win and be a top person. Well, it's a choice, isn't it? But how did you discover that? Because not everyone knows they create their world. A lot of people, when they make the excuses or they say, hey, I can't do anything about this, they're actually saying they're powerless. Well, give me if an example. Says, or be a generic. Give me an example. Okay, so um, for me, reading Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain gave me the idea that I could leverage, that uh, he leveraged everything. So I started studying leveraging, which is just how do you manage your resources and leverage them so you get them out of life. Um, I had an art teacher that believed in me, and so I, I went into art, and I ended up getting two art grants. So tell me some circumstances that happened that really catapulted you into... I mean, right. so when you're on the street, you either do or don't, yes? Right. Okay. So again, that's why you see a lot of kids go to gangs. You see a lot of kids, you know, join motorcycle clubs. You see a lot of different stuff. The reason people do that, it wasn't... I had people all along the way. The difference is you are who you hang out with. You know what I mean? So, you know, I hang, I hung around, you know, in my twenties, I hung around a lot of people that were always broke. They were always complaining about what was or what wasn't. Make sense. Right. So the difference is I just, I started to look, I wanted to be successful. I just made a choice one day and I started to look at people that were, you know, people that were making a thousand dollars a week. Well, once I made a thousand, I want to make 2000. The difference is I just kept, you know, don't get me wrong. I had to, you know, I had to struggle, but I started to notice something that Fortune 500 companies, like you're talking about leverage. Fortune all have a board of directors. Who's your board of directors, right? Well, we use the analogy, and I kept hearing a consistent thing that all these people had a board of directors, all experts in their own field. Does that make sense? And when you did that, it just made sense. You know what I mean? So, Ron Rogers was mine. You know, I have... Uh, what do you call it? Larry, uh, Barry Falcon. He's, uh, you know, helped me when I started buying a dealership, when I, we started franchising Shelf Genie. You know, he was just a great, taught me the sales process. I already knew a lot of the construction, you know, but he even, you know, I got to help in R&D and got to help in a lot of that kind of stuff to make it easier so that everybody could do work. Make sense? And you said dealership? Yeah, so dealerships is the process before a franchise starts. So I own one of those dealerships, got to learn, got to go into, into home processes. I got to see a lot of great homes, you know what I mean? And you just started to see people talk differently. 
you know, you can go overseas and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Well, that I don't believe in that crap. I think people, when they're broke, they just have a, a poor mindset sometimes, right? It's just, okay, it's, oh, I'm broke. Well, listen, it's awesome to be broke, but how do you be rich? <laughs> you know, I told, you know, when you and I sat down, I said, listen, I just, I went straight to the heart of you. You know, here's what makes money, here's what doesn't. If you practice everything that doesn't make money, right, and the job stands are just over broke. You know, I mean, most people are just over broke the rest of their life. I just didn't want to be that person. You know, it's not common well, sense when, you know, when you when you grow up rough, you, you can either choose to continue being rough or you can continue to go out and assist people. A hundred years ago, the Amish and everybody, they all get together and help each other out. Well, if you want to change the world, you know what I mean? How did your message change the world? If you have an expertise in something, share it with people. What would you consider you know, your I, expertise? Do I? What would you consider your expertise? I don't have one. That's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> do I? Yet you, yet you have accomplished so much. You've written five books. You are on TV, radio, and big stages uh, on a very regular basis. You uh, have, I guess, a, a pretty good real estate portfolio. I do. Well, how did you get in real estate? How did I get in the real estate business? I just, I seen something one day. I wanted to get in real estate, went home, talked to my dad. I said, listen, I have one piece of property that I bought. I'll put it up for collateral. Will you borrow me the money? You know, he said, yeah, good. You know, I never went, you know, never went to school, never went to anything. And, so, you know, at first they're very skeptical. My dad has, has done spent well more than enough money invested. We sent him a check every single month and retired him last year. You know, the difference is it wasn't so much. I think success is just a word. Right? I mean, I think if you change your mindset, it changes the outcome of everything you're doing. Does that make sense? It does. You know, it's like when you and I talked, you know, I'm the king of cheap, Okay. Right, I'm writing a book, living a wholesale life in a retail world, but everybody thinks it's living wholesale. Wholesale is dropping your ego. When you drop your ego and you work, but at the same time, it's great to help people, but it's okay to charge as well. If you have an expertise in that, do it and then make it great, right? And if you make it great, it's just that much better in your future. You know what I mean? Totally. And in just exercising a little bit of what you've taught me about uh, before when people say, hey, can you just take a picture of me? I would just do it. And you're just saying, hey, make it an offer of somewhere between 100 and $300 because anything you're offering, people need that service. And so just the last couple of weeks, I've probably made an extra 500 to $600 a week. And that's not outlandish money, but it's the principle that I'm actually uh, uh, taking advantage of the skill set that I have yeah, and monetizing it. it. Probably less than 30 days ago or less than 45 days ago. Right. All I did was make a phone call like at Harvard. I said, listen, people need to have great shots for their stuff. Okay. They need to have a Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. That stuff needs to look tight. I mean, you're indoctrinating people. I mean, I don't know people, you know, you don't go out on a date and say, okay, honey, let's go home. You know what I mean? You don't pull your zipper down and say, okay, here's what it is. You know, social media me is an indoctrination into, into business. That shows people who you are, what you're about, what you're doing. Right? 
it's okay. I mean, right. here's the thing. Do I sit down for, will I sit down with someone for 30 minutes or an hour and help them out? Yeah. You know, but if it's something that's going to go ongoing, listen, my kids have to eat. If I'm going to grow their business and make them money, but the difference is most coaches don't. They're not there to make them money, right? Here's the thing. There's features and benefits. If you're a great coach, then show them how you're going to make them money. Show them how they're going to get an extra vacation with their kids. How are they going to get more time with their kids? You know, and if you do that, it makes sense. But if you don't, people go out and it's, oh, my God, if I don't get paid by this guy, I'm going to be broke. That's awesome. Okay? But people put all their eggs in one basket. I don't choose to. You know what I mean? Like Clint. You know Clint pretty well. You know what I mean? And it's not good, bad, and indifferent, but he's he's a good dog. You know, he's my boy's uh, Clint is awesome. But, you know, he's just got a different way of selling. I'm a relationship-based seller. You know what I mean? I don't think selling is bad. You know what I mean? Like people claim it out to be. If, if you can connect their why with their pocketbook and it's something that they need, then do it. But don't take their last $20 for something and, and expect it that, you know what I mean, they're going to be a great client because that's not it. And so when you go ahead and when you make investments in properties, what is your end game? Rentals, I flip them, all the above. I keep about 20 guys busy, you know what I mean? So we just, I go out, I mean, some are my rentals, some, you know, I have investment properties all the time that I sell to investors, people that are interested in, in rental portfolio or, you know, they're invested. You know, I bought uh, sixty-three house. I bought uh, seventeen houses, sixty-three thousand bucks. That's why I got the king of cheap. You know, and a lot of times I put, I fix them up, make them kind of maintenance free, and then I sell them for somewhere between thirty and forty grand for people that want to make investment money. You know what I mean? You know, we right. manage about two hundred properties. You know, uh, that's what you know. The king of cheap came about because of Clint and some of my friends. Because I was just buying stuff cheaper than them, but I wasn't just doing it myself. I just became Sam's Club. Got a bunch of my friends together, say, hey, dude, let's buy all under one name, and then we'll all get a better deal. Right? So I was getting furnaces, 500, 300 bucks for 80 percenters, uh, you know, just some other stuff, and it just it made sense. At what point did you decide that you were going to do a book? Mike Lewis made me do a book. Who, who was that? Mike Lewis. Oh, Mike Lewis. Okay. And what was the name of that book? Uh, my first one, uh, Old Marketing Secrets. And can you give a couple? I think everybody was trying to do email. Everybody was trying to do different stuff. What they had forgot was the old school marketing way of doing things. Would you mind sharing some? Well, for example, I'm relationship-based. How many times do you follow up with your client? If they don't have what you have, but you call up and you say, listen, you know, what is, what's your problem? What's going on? Please tell me, you know, what is it that I can do to assist you? You know what I mean? It might not, you might, that product that you have there might not be what it is, but it's knowing when their birthdays are, knowing when their, you know, their anniversary is. It's building that relationship because when people know, and, and you've seen this at a lot of events, people just walk up to me with their problems and I give them a solution and I said, connect here. Right? Have you seen me do that? I have, lots of times. Right, but if I refer if I refer you good business, are you going to send me a check? Yes. Right? Pretty, pretty simplistic to make money, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, people are looking at what's in it. All you have to do is be the problem solver. 
you know, just like when I sat down with Andrea, Andrea, when I sat down with you, you know, uh, Andrea, uh, Andrea just did an event. I think they did. I, I sat down with her for a couple hours. She went out to an event for one of her clients and they ended up selling nine out of 10 of people out of the room. Just recently? Just recently, just last weekend. Okay. Well, long story short, you know, we just talked about it. We kind of, uh, somebody was teaching a lot of holistic stuff and this, that. And I just said, I don't even get it. Most people don't break it down. You know your own language. You and I know our language because we've been on a marketer's cruise. We've been on all this other stuff. But people don't break it down. The average consumer client, the people that have money, the business owner, has no idea what we're talking about. Right? Look in Google Keyword, too. What are people looking for if they're looking for something? So he was teaching, you know, how to get past stuff. Okay? So I just said, listen, your next event is called Freedom Without Limits. Right? He was used to selling 35%, sat down with Andrea, renamed what his program was going to be, and he sold 9 out of 10. He did sell he and was 10 out of 10, but he did, he sold a $2,000 price point. I think it's pretty good. That's fantastic. And you had shared with me about the uh, photographer you met. Yeah, guys making seven figures doing photography for Jim B, doing all this stuff. And it, you know what I mean? Images everything. You know what I mean? He just had a tagline that made sense. And images everything. Don't, you know, if you're going to go on Facebook, don't show yourself drinking. Don't show you do this. No one wants to spend money with somebody. You know what I mean? If you're going to, you know, half the people that you're doing business with, they're probably 55 and older. They have money. They do. They didn't grow up on Facebook, okay? But they do know how to use it, and when you start to do that, what happens? Yeah, you're, you're that makes creating your image. Yes. Yeah, where's your image? Right? The only thing is I yeah. hate BS, you know what I mean? You know, I you know I have, you know, a lot of people can go to timothyrjohnson.com and see what I'm about. You can go to kingofcheap.com see what I'm about. I mean, all of it is, is you know, you know, being on TV, right, it's it's... It's awesome. You know what I mean? It's an easy way to put your brand out there that people just want to know you. But so remember, the problem? reason that I sit in the back of the room is I always watch who everybody's surrounded by, right? I don't need to meet everybody in the room. I just need to meet the five or six people that everybody's surrounding themselves and connect with them. Because obviously, and what do you do at that point? I walk up and I have a 10-minute conversation. So literally, in a three-day event, I might have six or seven conversations but they're, they're genuine. What is it that they're looking to do? What is it that I can do to assist them? Let me know how I can help. Right? Which has got me on stages. It's got me, you know, like Mike. I helped Mike Lewis, and, you know, he introduced me to Opie, and I spoke in Nigeria with Devin and Lou Brown and Wally Crawford, you know, all because of, you know, the relationships I build. You know, all, look at, I sat down with you, kind of just change your perspective, and look at how many people you're like, hey, bro, I got this person for you to meet. I got this person for you to meet. Right? Tim, Timothy, we got our first segment uh, just finishing, and so we're going to come back in a couple minutes after the break and pick up some of the other things you've done with your life. All right, sounds good. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, you may not be aware of the different options available to you in securing business capital in today's market. We discuss and explore these options each week on Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. There are two primary ways of building business capital. Profits, which are basically higher revenue and reduced expenses, and external or debt capital. Listen live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. This is Ken Roshan. We are in Palm Springs, California. Never been here before. Extremely hot, like desert heat, but uh, really beautiful out here. And we're at the Public Speakers Association with Tanya Hoffman. There's about 100 movers and shakers right, here. Timothy, Timothy, you should be at this event, uh, the Public Speakers Association. Really amazing event. And then uh, I just came from Speaking Empire with Dave Van Hoos and Dustin Matthews. And I'll tell you, Dave is gave me the same advice you did, same advice AJ gave me and Terry Levine. All four of you were in the same conversation with me about how you change your mindset. And mm -hmm. I can't thank you guys enough because each one of you were reinforcing but also giving me different ways to actually address my mindset. And, you know, mindset, no matter how talented you are and uh, how hard you're willing to work, if your mindset's messed up, it's going to sabotage your in-game. And I had some serious mindset issues with regard to my value, me solving people's problems with confidence, and really just being my full potential. So I just wanted to thank you again. I, I did text Andrea during the break, and if she does get those texts, uh, we'll hear from her in the program. But when you, uh, when you took a stand for her, you invited her out to your place, and you actually worked with her for a day. Tell, tell the audience, uh, or tell share with me kind of some of the things you do to help someone change their mindset. Well, I, I would do, here's the thing. Since she's not on the phone, if she wants to share that, that's up to her. So that's, to me, that's kind of a private thing, but I'll give you okay. an example. Like when I, can I use you an example? Of course. Okay. 
So you kept telling me, but, 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 right? But is the beginning of all bullshit. Okay. So when I sit somebody down, give me a problem that you're having right now. Just give me something or somebody that you heard that has a problem. Okay. Well, the, the big problem I've heard or that I still experience at times is conversion. Right. So give me, so you have a conversion problem. Okay. Do so. Why do you have a conversion problem? Well, I don't have as much of a conversion problem because you have actually helped me quite a bit. I was on stage today. And when I am on stage, I'm providing value, and I believe in the value, and so people come up to me and they, they want to purchase. Uh, I'm I'm not having the whole audience come running or dancing back to the back of the room like uh, Dave Van Hoosett does. I, I know you've seen him do his work of brilliance in converting, so I have a ways to go. But I wasn't converting well, very Dave's much at all, and now I am. Closer, right? But the thing is, how is Dave closing? He's just changing the language patterns as 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 you talk to somebody. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's, so if you change the language pattern as you talk to someone, you know, it's just using key words, right? You want to tell everybody what you do, right? And that's what you've been doing. The difference is what if you told people what you could do for them? Right? But it simply changes, right? I can ask you how much money you make a year or how much money do you want to achieve your goal? Which one are you going to answer? Achieve my goal. Right. So if you change the language pattern, generally when I sit down and have a one day with somebody, I'm just, they're going to tell me all their problems. Oh, you know, I, I ran my credit cards up. Okay, that's great. So there, there's credit card consolidation programs that you can get into, right? How many of you budget, right? So you sit down, right? We'll just put program after program on a card. The problem is if we'll have all these monthly bills that we have, but how many are you using? Are you going through and making sure that every one of those that you're still using. If you're not still using it, why keep spending for it? You know, it's like an house. What would you recommend as reading uh, for someone that needs to, because not all 1 million people or 10 million people that have mindset problems can call you. You don't have all the time in the world. So what what could they read? What would you recommend? Um. You know, I, I think one of the, I think before you read something is I think go spend time at a women's battered shelter. Go spend time. Here's the thing. It, it's not so much about reading something, right? I can tell you a lot of great books, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You can read the four-hour work week, right? But until your mindset is good, that your life isn't as bad as what you think it is, and there's a lot of other people out in the world that are doing a lot worse than you, you know, it's changing that mindset, you know, I always, you remember I asked you to write your, right? If your son was going through the same thing you were going through, write him a letter and tell him the advice that you would want to tell him. Right? Because they, yeah, and, that turned in, and that turned into a book. Right. Right. That's very well. When that happens, right, do you start to face some of the things because you don't want your son to go through what you went through? Okay. I mean, there's, you know, uh, the art of net weaving by Robert Littleton is about going in and, and connecting people together because who's the first person they talk about when you connect two people together? Themselves. They do. So it's not so much to me, people have just gotten into thing. If you want a great exercise to do, listen to how many people around you are making excuses about what's going on 
and see what you can do to change it. Give them three reasons they can do it when they tell you they can't. Right? So you tell me it's it's about conversion. Okay. Awesome. Give me just, is there anything in it in, do you have any friends or anything that are going through something right now that wouldn't be hard sharing? You don't have to tell me their name, but just give me a problem they're having and we'll give you a solution in a few minutes. Okay. So a problem someone's having is they feel a little depressed. They're depressed. Okay. Why are they depressed? They don't feel like they're divorced. Are they uh, not hanging out with people? What are they doing? Uh, they don't feel like they're uh, accomplishing what they're supposed to be. They don't, they okay, don't feel like they're where they're supposed they're to be in life. To accomplish? Um, I think they're trying to get out of their job. And okay, so they're moving their job. So what is, just, you don't have to say who it is, but what, is, what kind of job are they doing? Uh, printing. So it's printing. Cool. How much money do they make a month? I don't know exactly, but I'm going to guess probably 3000 3000 a month, okay. So we have Maybe a $3,000 a month. What does he really enjoy doing? Uh, he likes to travel. He likes to go to uh, wine uh, events. He likes Napa Valley. Okay, so he likes wine. So yes. what, if he, what if, could he start, could he start some wine clubs and sure. educate people on wine? Yeah. Okay. Now, could he, if he got some exposure and his stuff was any good, between the friends that you have in this business, could they turn around and do something and try to help with that process? Right? Could he be introduced to five or six more people that might be able to do something that makes it work? Make sense? Totally. Okay. So that's one. Second, okay, what else does he like to do? Uh, he likes to drink beer. <laughs> he likes to drink beer. Okay. Would it be simple to... So I'm saying, but what is, what's the passion like? For example, I know you love to do photography. Okay, I know, right? I, know he likes, I know he likes to go on cruises. I know he loves to go on cruises. He likes to go on cruises. Okay. Now, who do we know that's really, really good at putting cruises together and makes a pretty good living traveling the world? That would be Captain Lou. Okay. Is there a way, if he kept in his job and was going to mentor under Captain Lou, that he could probably... Do some kind of JV or that to make three thousand a month. I I expect it's possible. I know in that particular scenario, uh, I think it's more what he'd learn instead of what he'd make, it's and, and also what? the connections he'd make. Well, I don't I don't know if the, uh, the JV with Captain Lou is uh, is a monthly deal because it's only one time a year. But he certainly would make connections that would change his life. Okay, so let's talk about Captain Lou. First of all, you don't know Captain Lou very well. Captain Lou puts out about forty cruises a year. Gotcha. I mean, guy makes huge cruises, teaching people. He actually has a mentorship program that teaches right people that want to travel how to make money doing it. Got it. Right? Are we good enough friends with Lou that we can hook him up? Of course. Okay. So again, it's not. And, and, it's, and his guy is working. He's working uh, two jobs right now because he uh, he got behind with his entrepreneurial deal. And so he had to take on a job, and so now he's, I wouldn't say he's miserable, but he's not happy. Right, but if, so if, you know, if, he, if each job is sold, so it's probably a conversion problem. So he probably, right. what he needs to do is go make some flyers. So obviously, does he like the printing business? He doesn't like the printing business, or what's his entrepreneurial one? What was he doing? I think, I think he likes the printing business, but I think he wants to do it more as an entrepreneurial. 
aspect, more of the publishing side of it. Okay. So how many people do we know in the business that we could go out and tell people if they need printing, okay, that we could get them work? Quite a few. Okay. If you spent one day in his office calling everybody you knew that needed to get printing, would have changed his life? <laughs> yes. Why haven't you? <laughs> well, I guess I better get to work, huh? No, but I'm saying, do you see how simple, if you break down a process, okay, if you expect someone to do something and there's no process to it, how do you know what you want them to do? Right. Right? How many big-time speakers do you know, like Dave Van Hoos? You could probably, with one phone call, get a deal. It might not be as much as he wants to make on each deal, but if he got the volume for doing printing for some of Dave Van Hoos' events, these other people's events, uh, you know, Clint Arthur's events. How much more money do you think you make? Pretty good amount. That's I mean, it would, it would change things. It would definitely change things. And yes, it could solve his problems. I agree. Would he stop being depressed? Yes. Money seems to have that option, doesn't it? It does. So you have, uh, you just celebrated Father's Day, right? I did. I went to my dad's. I fostered dad. Okay. And you have kids? I do. Three and a grandson. And what do you do to uh, teach them how to be successful? I don't. I can't. Their mom has trained them to be something different. <laughs> that must be frustrating. You, here's the thing. If you have no expectations, you don't have to worry about it, right? Right. So you take okay. it in, in your heart to adopt people like me? No, I just I, I just only listen to the BS, right? Right. So if I don't have to listen to the BS, I don't. Here's the thing: Are you my brother? I am. Then do I love you? You do. So if I love you, if I love you the way that I tell you, why should I let? Why should I listen to your excuses? Right. If I if I know there's a way to make it easier for you to do something, why not just set you on that path so that you don't have to keep being the same person? Well, again, thank you for that. Let's no, talk about that fine, Harvard. But I'm saying, do I hold you? Do I hold you accountable every week? You do. Do I blow your phone up? Yes, you do. Yeah. How many people do you know that are supposed to be your friends? hold you accountable. They're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah, it's a rarity. And it makes all the difference. The difference is if you have someone, if you have a goal and you don't know what's next, why not line it out? Well, Timothy, let's talk about that Harvard event because that's a game changer for a lot of people. Okay. When people, when people have an opportunity to go to Harvard... What type of person would you say this would be an ideal opportunity for? I mean, there's only two or three slots left, so in, in a way, if we have too many people that jump at this, there won't be enough, so there would be the West Point event or the next Harvard event. But what, what would you recommend for where someone is in life and who would be a, a Let good me ask person question. to jump when at? When someone has celebrity status, how much more money do they make? It is an, uh, an astronomical amount more. 
It's what? It's astronomically different. Now let's talk. Who has spoken at Harvard? JFK. Well, uh, all the people I saw in December. Obama. They, they were a lot of presidents. Yep. Right? Right. And you have that on your... To the average person that doesn't know, Harvard is like the premier, right? That's like the Ivy League. Okay, you were you were asked to speak at an Ivy League school, okay, and someone sees that on your branding. And listen, if people were smart, they would use your services through branding to use that. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, here's the thing. Social proof is nothing more... Social media is a great place. To me, it's an indoctrination to people to get to know you. If I look at a website, how does that person get to know who I am? Does that make sense? Right. And you've spoken there before at Harvard? I have not. This will be my first time. This will be your first time? Awesome. Okay. And Can you talk? Can what are you going to be talking about? Timothy, what are you going to be talking about there? Okay. I am going to be talking about strategic partnering and how people can... Uh, JV together and work and really just live in a wholesale life in the retail world, right? So ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, Timothy R. Johnson is a very busy person. I'm very lucky and fortunate to have him on the show. He's uh, extremely giving of his time, but he's also a man in demand and he's a problem solver. So people with big problems do go to Timothy to help solve them. I'm going to be doing uh, several events as a result of Timothy's uh, I was just sharing that you actually connect people to really big events. So you're going to be at a Peter Anthony's event in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. And then uh, the Harvard event, you were going to talk. You were you're going to talk about JV and how to be strategic. Well, I'm going to uh, talk that to, to really how to put people together. I mean, I've sold the sponsorships. You know, we helped Clint. Clint and I got together mm -hmm. and, and we reorganized his events to make a lot more money. You know, right. we broke the JKIC record. I mean, obviously Clint did the talk but we kind of just got together what the packages were, what people could do. And, you know, all of a sudden at the end of the event, even the guy that owns GKIC wanted to make Clint an intricate part of his business. You know what I mean? And AJ, the guy sure. that owns GKIC, because we did very well at, at the events, is now coming to Harvard. Excellent. So share how big that record was. Well, we'd hold, we sold 100, I think we sold 168 with 54 people in the room. That's pretty impressive. I think Joe Paulus did 125 with 1,100 people in the room. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. So uh, guys, we guys only have had, about... Listen, they sold 29,000 with 10 people in the room just over the weekend. <clears throat> right? It does the event you know, Andrea did? Yeah. You know, she's the red carpet connection. You know, she's an amazing lady. The difference is, you know, we, we all, the problem is who holds you accountable? If you don't have an accountability partner and they have no way of doing that, you know, life's going to change, right? Everybody has a board of directors. Who's yours? I just choose to have some people that are very wealthy. Be mine. Call me on my bullshit. Right. And, and when it's like that, it's amazing how things change. Makes sense. It does. So tell people how to find a JV opportunity or how they can behave to create the most success in a JV opportunity? Find out what they need. What is it that they need help with? It might not necessarily be you. 
but you can connect them. I like I I'm not in the rah rah space. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean I don't know people that could be a great connection for them. You know, AJ. I did AJ's event a couple you know a month month ago with Jay Souter. You know, they paid me, came in. We uh, reorganized because they were doing they were doing more one days. So I made them a group day so they could have more people in the room. So the money for head was more, right? So it freed up more of his time to spend with his kids. You know, and I've been invited now to, to handle some of the other events. You know, the thing is, you got to know, you got to reorganize. You know, if you're not rebranding yourself every six months, people are going to get bored with your story. Right? Well, I want to. I want to take a couple minutes just to talk about some things to get to know you better on the show. So, share what your biggest fear is right now. What my biggest fear is. Mm-hmm. My kids. You know, my kids have a poor mentality mindset. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love my grandson. You know, it's one of those things. I, I, the way the economy is going right now, I think if we continue to want to make our kids better and better and better, I think we're self-sabotaging ourselves. Those are the, we need to start to train our kids to be problem solvers. You know what I mean? We create more and more problems for ourselves. And You know what I mean? You know, we think the government is going to take care of us. By the time we're old enough, we're not going to be able to do that. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, I have a lot of aunt, nieces and nephews. I got a lot of my friends call me brother. I know the kids really well. I hope that they go out and they do something different in life to, you know, I hope when I'm 60, you know, I mean, it's only 20 years. 20 years, a lot of things can change. You know, we've, we've created a, a, a circumstance for that we want our kids to do better, and it's great. But the thing I know with rich kids, you know, a lot of the people that have, you know, kids that, that have money, they're taught from an early age, you know, listen, you got to budget, you got to do this. They're taught the necessities to go out and learn to budget. You know what I mean? We're such in a credit card situation. Oh, just put it on a credit card, I'll pay it later. Well, the problem is then they end up with, you know, lots and lots of credit card debt, you know, and there's programs that will help you with it, but they're so overwhelmed that they're more overwhelmed about their problems and not about that stuff. You know, and listen, my kids, you know, uh, my kids are, to me are the greatest kids in the world. But, you know, when you have a poverty mindset, you know what I mean? It's always about the problem. It's not about just what can I do to do the solution. You know what I mean? If I, if I need to make an extra thousand dollars this month, well, I have 30 days to do it, not just one day. You know, and it's, you know, my, our kids is our biggest driver. That's what drives us to do what we do. Make sense? It does. And on the reverse, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? My grandbaby. I'm going to yeah. make him the next lap. I'm going to make him the next five-year-old millionaire. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, my guys, my guys that work for me, you know what I mean? I, I change them one day at a time. And, you know, as, as I started training my guys to be better in the field and to do stuff, yeah. they did, they came out and did some really cool stuff. You know, they came out and, and want to change. They they put in overtime. They do the work, you know, and the benefits show. You know, so to me, that's huge. You know what I mean? I want my guys to be, you know, to be empowered to to be able to solve problems in their own life. You know, budget, buy the things they want to do, take the vacations they want to do. You know what I mean? To me, that's what the world's about. And I wish we had more time, so I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. Share how people can reach you. Um, you know, if you, if you, you can email me at, uh, actually I'll just give you my personal email. It's T I M N R U the number one at Gmail. 
com, and again, that's T-I-N-N-R-U, the number one at gmail.com. You know, and again, if there's something I can do, you know, you know, they can always post on under, under, uh, Umbrella Syndicate, you know, on Facebook. You know, you always send me messages from people that are, are that need a hand or something. You know, they can always reach out on there and, you know what I mean, or connect me on Facebook at Tim R. Johnson. You know what I mean? If there's something I can do to assist you or I, you know, my King of Cheap, uh Facebook page, you know, post something on there. If there's something I can help somebody with. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, people don't need, they think they need all this coaching and they need that stuff. Generally, it's, you know, they just need help getting past a few things. And generally, when you get past a few things, your money changes. Does that make sense? What's a, it does. What's a quote you live by? Oh, quote. That's a hard one, brother. Uh, well, I, but what's a quote that you Whether give you say you can't. I'll give you my first one. Whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Right, and the second yeah. one, I uh, let me see, uh, and then the, my pre-preliminary planning prevents piss poor performance. I live by that. And someone that doesn't have the life they want right now, what's the first uh, advice you give them? Analyze it. What what is it that they want, and what's next? So, say if you want to climb Mount Everest, you got you better go exercise. You better get some packing gear. You know, if you have a goal. You have 30 days to do it or find the best person that's at it. You know, it might not be the person that you need. I mean, like, for example, you want to be a real estate mogul. You don't need to go to Donald Trump. Go to one of your local RIAs, find someone that's really good and say, listen, can I, you know, I'll carry stuff in. You know, everybody gets this negative mind. Oh, my God, I don't want to work for free. Well, the thing is, if you want to learn it and you go out and you help that person, you know what I mean? Eventually that person will either hire you or they'll teach you the ropes, you know, if you assist them in, in what they do, hey, maybe they just need help on a weekend, you know, because they got to go measure up houses, they got to measure up cabinets. You know what I mean? Ask them questions right there. You know, there's, well, Timothy, there's a lot you, of mentorship. I was going to say we're we're all out of time, and and mentorship is everything. And you've been a great mentor to me. I want to say that uh, I love you, and thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate everything you do, not just for me, but my for my friends that I know that have gotten so much value from you. Uh, you've been amplified, and I hope I can return the favor tenfold. So thank you, you for being on the show, you, and thank you for the heart. I, I remember. How do you thank me? Make sure my, <laughs> make sure my son is uh, seeing that I'm being everything I can be. Absolutely. That's the best thanks I can get. Thank you, Timothy. Have a great day. Bye, brother. You're awesome. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. Thanks, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.